You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Save a Pooch on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Beverly Isla. Today is a special treat for me because we'll be talking about three special rescue dogs and their stories to becoming an ambassador for canine rescues. And I wish I can do a marathon of talking about all the special rescue dogs, but I hope the examples of today will reach someone out there who can continue the ripple of spreading the word that rescue dogs aren't beneath non-rescues. They just have more life experiences, what I put it. And our guests today are Joey, the proud forever parent of Mervyn the Chihuahua, who's gained quite a following on social media. We have Courtney, who adopted the social media icon Tuna, a tweeny, and we also have Lori, a special woman who adopted one of my foster dogs and rescued me from a meltdown. So when we get back from these messages, we'll talk with our first guest, Joey, about Mervyn, a special needs pooch. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit RedBarnInc.com to save a dollar on Red Barn grain-free canned food. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Save a Pooch. We are talking with Joey, parent of the Chihuahua, Mervin, who adopted him when there was no interest. Thank you for coming on today, Joey. Thank you so much. Now, you work for the, the ASPCA, and that's how you met Mervin, right? Yes, I work for the ASPCA in New York City, and York City. Mervin okay. was brought into the shelter there. Oh, okay. Well, how about you tell us about him and his story? Sure. So Mervin was brought into the ASPCA in 2013. He was okay. emaciated and in pretty bad shape. When During his stay at the ASPCA, he had to have all of his teeth removed oh because God. he had severe dental disease. Yeah. And he also had to have both of his back knees replaced. And those were his major so, physical ailments. Yeah, so he was, you know, he was not feeling well, so he was not the friendliest of pups in the shelter because he was, you know, scared and also in a lot of pain. How old is he? We estimate that he's between five and six. Five and six. Okay. And how did you, like, what's your role at the ASPCA? So I manage the adoption center. I, I manage the client service representatives there. Oh, good for you. Oh, I bet you have so many stories Thank from you. New York City. Yeah. So you wanted to yeah. adopt Mervin. Was he having problems with adoption there? Yeah. So Mervin, when he was in the shelter, like most chihuahuas, he, he liked to burrow underneath blankets. Yes. So when he would be in his kennel, he would kind of be hiding from everybody. So people couldn't really see him too well. But also because he was in so much pain, he didn't really like to be touched much. 
because every time he was touched, you know, they were taking out teeth or they were doing physical therapy on his leg. Yeah. So, so he was having a little bit of a hard time finding a home Mm -hmm. and I actually brought him home as a foster. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he quickly became part of the family. And when it was time to bring him back, my fiance and I couldn't. So here we are today. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you for saving him. Now you, how did you come up with the idea of making him a social media icon? Because he has quite a bit of followers. Yeah. So, so, you know, we love Lil Bub, who's also internet famous and tuna melts my heart. So I had originally just started posting him to my social media. Okay. And people, my friends and my followers seem to respond really well to him. So, you know, rather than saturate my social media with pictures of Mervyn, I figured I'll create him his own and see what happens. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, he can become a role model and for adoption. And I think that's, oh, that's cute. I think we're, we're doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what kind of things have people... Um commented on if you don't mind me asking because there's so many dogs out there on social media and there's quite a few that have a lot of fans so yours obviously does so what kind of stuff do you post on there so i try to post a picture of him every day but you know sometimes life gets in the way and my real full-time job gets in the way Mm, but people they just love the the close-up pictures of his little face he's got a very cute little apple head oh it's the photos (laughs) yes people love the photos and sometimes it's interesting because he has an Instagram and he has his own Facebook and Twitter and his Instagram fans are, you know, most of those comments are just kind of like people tagging their friends so that they can see how cute he is. Right. But on Facebook, his fans, they leave actual comments and they, I see like the same people leaving the comments. So his, his Facebook fans really seem to love him like, like family. Ah, so there's more engagement on there. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, Joey, since you adopted Mervyn and he's had problems with adoption, what advice would you have for people who have a conception that rescue dogs are broken? Well, so what I like to tell people is that dogs that are in shelters, the majority of the time, they've already lived in a home. So they were normal dogs like every other dog until yes. that moment yeah. that landed them in the shelter. You know, whether it be the people were moving or they couldn't afford the dog anymore. You know, most of the time, it's not the animal's fault that they ended up in the shelter. Oh, yeah. Um, and, absolutely. you know, we're huge. We're huge advocates for rescue. Many people don't know. But when you purchase a puppy in a pet store, you're supporting puppy mills, which are large scale commercial breeding operations. Mm-hmm. where profit is given priority over the well-being of the animals. You know, they house animals in overcrowded and unsanitary conditions. Yes. They don't want them out of the cages. So when you adopt a dog from a shelter, you're not only finding a new best friend, but you're saving a life. Right, right. Absolutely. And with the ASPCA, now you run the adoption center. I don't know, maybe you can give us some numbers. Like how many dogs do you go through like on a monthly basis? It definitely depends. It's It's seasonal. This is actually our biggest season for adoptions for dogs is during the winter. Okay, well, you know, that's good to know. ASPCA in New York City. Yeah, in, in New York City, we, we adopt out thousands of animals a year. Okay. So New York City ha- is lucky in that, you know, overall, the city has a very high live release rate, which translates to how many animals are placed out of shelters. Okay, okay. And it's higher than what's hopefully being euthanized? Yes, yes, much higher. Great, great. So with back to Mervyn the Chihuahua. So if you can tell people where to find him on social media. So that's Facebook, right? Facebook, and they can just look up Mervyn the Chihuahua. Yep. Yep. So on Facebook, he's Mervyn the Chihuahua. 
on Instagram. He's also at Mervin the Chihuahua. On Twitter, he's just Mervin Chihuahua because they have a character <laughs> restraint. So it's, it's slightly different on Twitter. Okay. And he has his own website, which is MervinTheChihuahua.com. Yes, MervinTheChihuahua.com. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Joey, for your time and your work in helping dogs. And if you'd like to see Mervin, you can check out his website. Again, it's MervinTheChihuahua.com. He has a page on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Is there anything else that you'd like to say for people who are on the fence with um, shopping for dogs? If you're interested in adopting a dog, you know, at the ASPCA, we always say try to find one that's going to be matching your lifestyle. Don't just go based on look. So if you're a couch potato, Mm -hmm. look for a dog that's going to be a couch potato with you. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Thank you so much, Joey. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. You too. Our second guest is Courtney Dasher, who adopted a tweeny named Tuna, who's become a social media icon on Instagram with 1.6 million followers and growing. Hi, Courtney. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having us. Now, your website for Tuna is so adorable, and I can see why it's gained such an audience. So tell us, how did you and Tuna become a forever match? Oh, well, thank you. I met him at a farmer's market in Los Angeles in December of 2012. Farmer's uh, market? Being, yeah, yeah. In California, um, they have farmer's markets, and then they show dogs for adoption during the farmer's market. But he was only four months old at the time, and... He appeared to be really insecure, and um, I decided that oh. I wanted to take him home and just love him with excellence, and I think that's completely restored him into a well-loved and confident pup. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could imagine. Do you know his story? Like, what was his journey before the farmer's market? <laughs> yeah, I was told by the independent rescuer that he was found on the side of the road near San Diego, and oh. a rescue group down in San Diego scooped him up and then transported him to Los Angeles where he was matched with Robin, who was the private rescuer. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's good. There's no history of, well, that they know yeah, of. Not that I, yeah, not that I don't know much about the story, but I just know that he was a small pup at the time and, and just found on his own by the side of the road. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, that's good that he found you, though. Is there a story yeah. behind his uh, his special feature of the, is it the overbite? Well, so he's a Chihuahua, which is a mix between a Chihuahua and a Dachshund. And I haven't gotten that confirmed, but a few vets have said that that's the kind of breed he looks like. That's, and okay. The, the, so the trait of a Dachshund typically has an elongated snout, and then a Chihuahua's oh. jaw is usually recessed. And so the vets have told me, speculation from the the crossbreeding he has this congenital disorder where his overbite is really pronounced and then his jaw is really recessed so that's just kind of the look (laughs) yeah but he eats fine it's just it's funny to watch (laughs) him drink water he looks like he's drowning sometimes but um, he just chews with his back molars like the rest of us okay okay so that's he's fine with that (laughs) yes yes to my knowledge he seems to be fine okay well, it definitely got him some uh, some views on your website, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely his signature look. I think people really love that. My dog has this ability to smile on command, and it just his photos bring people so much joy and laughter, and that's why I continue to post, and, and I think that's why we have the following that we have. Yeah, that's amazing, Courtney. Now, you've also written a book called Tuna Melts My Heart. So what can readers expect to be walked through in that book? Sure, yeah. I I was approached by a publisher last 
summer and oh, they said, that's... you know, yeah, they, they came to me and said, I think that, that you could write a really great story about tuna that you would both be proud of. Because oh. if you follow my Instagram, which is my main platform, I post very randomly about tuna's life. And so I thought it would be great because I had complete creative freedom to write a book and it turned into this 15 chapter like short narration about the day in the life of tuna and um, you also get a sweet little inside look into our relationship as well ah uh, that'd be nice yeah it's a really fun book it's it's in paperback in the u.s and then it's in hard cover in the uk and i recommend the hard cover because i just think it's a nicer coffee table book and where can people find it like uh, on amazon i'm assuming on your website tunameltsmyheart.com and then it's backslash the hyphen book so the book and then that's where you can get the hyperlinks to Amazon US Amazon UK but it does ship internationally it's just I think the the hardcover book is it's my favorite it's your favorite okay yeah I'll be sure to look out for that one <laughs> yeah yeah it's cute <laughs> so how do you hope to help uh, rescue groups through tuna I know you two are ambassadors so you guys have your own mission tell us about that yeah, I think for us, every, because he is a rescue himself and has really risen up to be an ambassador for animal rescue, we try uh-huh. to point everything back to that. So whether it's by raising awareness for animal adoption or fostering in general or by raising financial support for multiple different rescue groups across the United States, we really like to get involved in that. We're going to launch a campaign called A Dollar a Dog. And Mm -hmm. we did this last year where we've encouraged a global social community to raise financial support and awareness for um, eight different city shelters. And we're doing that again this year. So that's going to to hopefully kick off well because last year we raised 25,000 in a week's time. Oh, good for you. How long will it be on for? It is going to be a five-day campaign. We ask for everyone who has a social media to, it's basically like the ALS challenge where we say, post a photo of your pet with a a dollar and then donate on the website, which is ruv.me slash a dollar dog and then tag three friends to do the same thing. Okay, awesome. Now, are you guys doing anything for, for Christmas? I am going to London. Tuna has a book signing out there, and we're going to be supporting Dogs Trust, which is a UK shelter. Oh, okay. (laughs) So we're going to be in London for the holidays, and I have no idea what we're getting up to yet except that book signing on December 2nd. Yep. That's awesome. Good for you for making some movements out there. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) We have a lot of great support with our following out in the UK, and I love it out there, and so does Tuna. So we're making another trip. Good for you. Well, hopefully everything goes well with you. And thank you for chatting with me about Tuna. Um, Of course. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. And if anybody wants to check them out, you can visit TunaMeltsMyHeart.com. There you can also be directed to all his social media pages. Let's go to a quick break and we'll return with our next guest after these messages from our sponsors. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, 
front paw sleeves and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com Looking for the best advice on pet health, safety, and travel? Connect with the Pet Lady. Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady, will surely be in a city near you real soon. She will be spreading the good news for pets and pet lovers from tips on dog and cat care, pet industry trends, and the best events for you and your four-legged family members. Need a great gift idea or insights on the hottest pet gadgets? Simply follow the Pet Lady on Twitter at Pet Lady World. You can also learn more at the Pet Lady at thepetlady.net. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Save a Pooch. We are talking with Lori, a wonderful person who's not only rescued the most challenging yet rewarding foster dog I've had. She rescued me from a severe meltdown. And the story behind that is, I'm just going to quickly explain, is that I had this Shih Tzu foster for about four months, and it was dog aggressive and sometimes human aggressive. And this dog now named Bo, he held so much fear. He's, I mean, he's bounced around so many times. It has an abusive history, but this one was so special to me, and finding it at home was a bit difficult for the rescue organization at the time. So one day, I was at work, and there was a message from the organization saying they have to schedule his put down the following week and that I should prepare myself. And it honestly felt like someone just told me they have to put a loved one off life support. I mean, it was gut-wrenching. So after I flooded my office with tears, I called the organization and asked what has to happen to prevent that appointment. Um, and they basically said I'd have to sign papers to take on all the responsibilities and liabilities of Bo, which I did. But I have to admit, it did feel overwhelming. I couldn't adopt him myself because of circumstances. And I had no idea where I would find him a home. So I started posting online. I wasn't feeling optimistic of that strategy at the time. So that same week he was to be put down. I read one post on my Google Plus thread from a woman who has experience in challenging rescue dogs and who happens to live in the outskirts of my area. And we met and the rest was history. Lori is the person that rescued both Bo and me. And to this day, we still keep in touch. Hi, Lori. Thanks for uh, coming on. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good, good. I'll never forget the emotions and synchronicities oh. of that event. <laughs> you made me cry just listening to it. <laughs> so tell us your side of how you decided to start looking for another rescue and, and how you came on to my thread. Actually, I wasn't looking. I had just recently put down my last lapso, Charky. He had uh, developed some lumps on his neck and he had to be mm-hmm. put down, unfortunately. So I just got the internet and I saw Bo's picture and read the story and bawled my eyes out and instantly (laughs) called. And that was like 20 to 7 in the morning. And of course, nobody was around to accept my phone call. (laughs) So I was like sitting on pins and needles waiting and I just had to have him. There was like just the face on that guy is just amazing. Instant love. That was really awesome. I don't want to say freaky, but I mean, the amount of dogs that are on Google Plus and just the chances of that happening, it still amazes me. Yeah, me too. (laughs) 
Now, I know you keep me updated on his transformations, but let's quickly go over here. I mean, with Bo, there were certain scenarios where he'd go from a sweet, cuddly dog to snarling teeth and biting, and both you and I have been on the uh, <laughs> receiving yeah. end. Yes. Actually, we, we both have a verb for that. We call it, did he vamp you yet? <laughs> yes. He's a total vampire. Well, he used to be. He's not anymore. He's totally changed. But oh, yeah, it was like flicking a switch and the eyes went totally blank. <laughs> yeah. And the teeth showed up. And before you knew it, they were in your skin. <laughs> I know. I'm and that only happened now, with but... me once, but that was enough. Yeah, that, that happened to me once too. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun. So what's your take on his transformations from a vamp to Oh, my God. It's (laughs) just absolutely amazing. Like, I do thank you for all your love and support. You know, you've been there with us throughout everything for the last over a year now. But the rescue drops, the Bach rescue drops, I swear by them. I really, really do. They help so much. Oh, that's so good to hear. It made the transformation from, you know, being an unsure dog to being the most loving, endearing little guy that you ever want to meet. Ah, uh, so he did build up his confidence being with you, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he can you... walk past other dogs now, and he's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's you right. Know? You you bore dogs, yes. and this bow guy, he cannot be around <laughs> other dogs without going vamp. And now that you see him, you have other dogs in your house regularly. Does the vampire come out? No, no. never. Oh, it's well, like he will make his little noises to them, you know, like friendly and wags his tail and he's all excited to see them. But I don't put him in the same room with him, of course. Yes. I yeah. still, you know, I want everybody safe. Right. Understand. So, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Because well, they've all got issues. Even dogs that are like puppies that go into someone's house and have had no trauma in their life, they can still turn, you know. That's a good so point. There's, there's no guarantee, you know, it's like humans. You know, there's some good ones, some bad ones, you know, and it's just a matter of taking the time to change, like understand where they're coming from and change that attitude. Exactly. Yeah. And in the atmosphere too, like if your dog's in a stressful atmosphere, the dog's going to be very stressed, obviously. Mm -hmm. But if there's a thunderstorm, he used to get upset with them. Now it's like, oh, no big deal. Oh, that's good. So, that's good. And someone comes to the door with a dog and he doesn't, like he'll bark once, that's that. And that's enough. So. Wow. <laughs> that's so awesome, Lori, what you've done. That's amazing. And I'm so thankful that the time that he did go vamp on you that you didn't, you know, <laughs> let him go. So thank you, Lori. He, oh, I just can't boast enough about him. He's, he's come into his own is what he's done. That's good. That's you know, good. he does what he wants to do. You know, he's got his rules. You know, there's no accidents in the house. But, you know, if he wants to play, that's great. If he wants to sleep, that's fine. He wants to watch TV, that's okay. I just want him to be happy. And Good. that's what he is now. Amazing. That's, that's my, one of my favorite stories in fostering. Now, you created a community on Google Plus called Rescued Animals um, yep. to help share some information on rescues. Tell us about that. I'm trying to anyways. Like, I've had some people post some pictures, a few little stories. I'm actually helping a lady called Allie who was asking about the Bach remedy. And I do have to say, I just found out two nights ago that there is one that's out there on the market that has alcohol in it. The stuff I give Bo has no alcohol. Yeah. And it's totally safe for animals. Mm -hmm. 
but there was a lot of hoo-ha on Google because she posted exactly. this, and I got the backlash that so, I was giving Bo alcohol in his drops, which I wasn't, mm-hmm. of course. So, well, people so I just have to, to do their own that. research. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like, talk to your vet about it before you even put them on it. Even uh, vets may not even know about that line because it's more on the uh, it's in the health food stores. But as long as people, but you got a good really vet, man. See. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and Bo does. Good. Bo has a really awesome vet. So. I am happy to hear that. Well, thank you, Lori, for talking with me. We are out of time. Yeah, we are out of time. But if you'd like to know more about Lori's community, again, it is called Rescued Animals and it's on Google+. And thank you to our guests and our show producer, Mark Winter, for making the show possible. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a show, please email me at beverly at petliferadio.com. So until next time, spread animal compassion. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.